0: Yay! Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy, and I'm an alcoholic. And um, I'm really glad to be here tonight. And I was here twice. You know, not one time, twice, uh, supporting two of my girls, you know, that, uh, that I sponsor. You know, um, I'm going to keep my drunk a pretty short, because I'm going to tell you my sobriety date is December 1st, 1978 which means I have a lot more sobriety than I did drinking. So, and and I never thought that would ever happen. I never thought the day would come when I would have as much sobriety as I had. I drank alcoholically for 18 years. And um, some of the things that got me here, you know, um, well, let's face it, I lost the ability to control my drinking. What can you say? You know... And, of course, I didn't really realize that. I didn't realize that I had lost that ability for a very, very long time. You know, but some of the things that happened to me uh, to get me here still didn't save me. You know, all the things that could have been a bottom, would have, might might have been a bottom for other people, didn't bother me None. I kept right on drinking. You know, uh, I have five grown children uh two stepchildren 11 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren and other than the children the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren have never seen you drink and that's that's really awesome that is really awesome of course that don't stop jim from drinking and smoking and stuff okay it runs in the family what can i say you know um I wasn't fortunate enough to stop drinking when my children were young enough that they got to live the life of sobriety with me, unfortunately. They were all practically grown. So those of you that have little kids, you know, and you're in this recovery program, what a blessing you have. What a blessing. Maybe your children won't turn out that way, you know, it's a chance to break the cycle. Um, I come from a very normal family. You know, I wish I could stand here. I, when I first came in the program, I used to listen to people share and go, maybe I don't belong here. Because, you know, way back then it wasn't even called dysfunctional. It was just abusive. I come from an abusive family. I come from abusive relationship. And I heard so much of that, I thought, maybe I don't belong here. Because I didn't come from that. I come from a great, loving, caring, um, demonstrative, I mean, we hugged all the time, you know. That's what I came from. And I thought, then why, you know, why am I here? Why me? You know. And then I discovered, along with everything else, every other question I asked, why me? The bottom line is I found out when I got sober, you know, and that, that that is so that I can share that with other people. That it's not a requirement to come from a dysfunctional family to qualify to be in these rooms. That's, 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 you don't have to, you know? And, um, you know, I was out on my own at a very early age. Um, I had my first child at 16, I have a daughter who's 51, and I just continued from there, you know, with the kids and the husband and the boyfriends, because that's what drinking did. You know, I don't think I would have ever done some of the things I did if I hadn't been drinking, but I didn't know that until I got here. There's so many things I didn't know, you know, that that I wondered about. Why do I do this, and why do I keep, you know... And I got the answers in this program. You know, I, um, I lived in many different places because my husband at the time was in the Navy. So we moved around a lot. And, uh, and I was always grateful to move every three years. Because every three years it was go, oh, I'm gonna do things different now. And I'm gonna join the PTA, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that, and I'm not gonna drink. That lasted maybe three, four months, and I was right back to the same old stuff, you know. I didn't know it was an addiction. I thought it, first of all, it tasted great. I can still taste it if I close my eyes and think hard enough. I love the taste of alcohol. And, of course, I love what it did to me, you know, and did for me. Alcohol was not my enemy. It was my friend for many, many years. It was my solution to just about everything. Any problem, any feeling I didn't want to feel, drink it away. Drink it away. It never dawned on me again until I got here. that the problem was still there, (laughs) you know, when I came to. It's like, duh, you know. But, um, you know, some of the things, like I said, that that did get me here was, um, oh, my goodness. I have been thrown out of more places for my behavior while drinking. It was inappropriate, certainly not ladylike. You know, I was the kind um, that would strip. I stripped every place I went. Every bar, every club I went to, I stripped. You know, and I would dance on the table or the the piano or whatever happened to be there. That was my mo. And I would get thrown out. And, you know, I even got thrown out of the TWA airline. Not out of. Oh, okay, not out of. They did wait until they landed some time, bodily escorted off that airplane and asked to never fly them again. And I never did. And now they're out of business, so. <laughs> but I don't think that had anything to do with it, though. But anyhow, um, and, I, and I remember that because like, I remember what I was doing. You know, and I was a blackout drinker. And the things I did remember, I did the student not. And I remember that one. I was up in first class, stripping, you know, and and sitting on the sailor's lap. There was a bunch of sailors up there. And I was just having fun. I was always just having fun, you know, just having a good time, you know. But that was one of them, you know, and... And I um, actually did not get into any trouble with the law until I moved to California. I hate this state. I really hate this. There's too many laws, okay? And up until that time, I really didn't get into any trouble with the law. I did once I got here. Um, you know, I had four DUIs in two years. I spent, thank you, I spent, uh, I'm proud of that. One of the things that got me here, not then though, um, I spent the night in every drunk tank in Orange County, California, as well as one or two in Long Beach County. I spent a weekend in Orange County Detention Home for Women, and that was an experience. Um, The first time that I was in the lockup, I went to jail for DUI. I went to jail in my my pink nightgown okay. my pink raincoat and that's it, barefoot, no purse no nothing and that's the way they went to court the next morning I'm like oh my god I'm sick and you know and there's my husband sitting over there You talk about mortified and disgusted and uh, you know but you know what, that didn't stop me I went on to have three more you know, the things it should have didn't. you know, and um, that was another thing, you know, that got me here. And I'm here to tell you that I have not gotten thrown off an airplane in 31 years. I have not wet the bed in 31 years. I have not um, been in jail in 31 years. I haven't even had a ticket. I really tried my darnest to get one, too. God, excuse me, I jump around a lot from sobriety to, you know. Um, when I was early sober, just a few months, I was speeding. Just, I lived in the Bay Area at the time, and I was really speeding, and it was a cop behind me, and I stepped up. I wanted to be stopped. I was so proud of the fact that I wasn't drinking. I wanted him to stop me so I could say, I wasn't drinking, you know, and he never did, you know. But, you know, the craziness, the absolute craziness, you know, and, and like I said, I didn't know so many things before I got here. I did not know that I was insane, you know, and if anybody takes offense sense to that, sorry, you know, but insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and each time expecting different results. That's insanity, and that's exactly what I had been doing. For many, many, many years, this time's going to be different. This time I'm going to get away with it. This time I'm not going to get caught. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I did every time, you know. And I should have known. My God, I used to get caught in school all the time. Everything I ever did, I got caught. But, oh well. But, you know, those are the things that I don't do today and haven't done for a really long time. Um, I also at one time um, uh, threw a chair through a big screen TV at the Holiday Inn in uh, Waikiki in Honolulu, Router. And um, that was was next to my last drunk. That was actually my last big drunk. A girlfriend and I had decided to just... We had been drinking all afternoon, um, and we decided to let's go someplace. We didn't know where we wanted to go. We were dressed like bombs, and we just decided to check in the Holiday Inn in Honolulu by the airport, and um, we stayed there for three days. You know, we called up everybody we knew, that's a lie. We called up the men we knew, okay, and the party was on. Bring the beer, bring the cigarettes, and that's what we did for three days, you know. And I went down down the elevator to the store for something I can't remember. And I went down on the elevator and got to the first floor, and the doors opened, and, and there was a family there with two little kids, and they are like, ah, oh, my God. And I'm like, why? Oh, shit. I forgot to get dressed. I went down the elevator like that. So neighbors just to say we got to run out of there, too. But, um, you know, those are like... The stuff that's insanity doing that kind of stuff. You know, like God, like getting beat up and raped behind a bar, which I did one time. Busted up my face. I mean, busted up my face, lost my front teeth, the whole nine yards. And going back to that bar when I healed up. Insanity? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was going to be different that time, you know. And, um, so anyhow, you know, um, I had the opportunity to, uh, move to Hawaii with that husband that was in the Navy. And, by the way, he was my, um, second husband. My fifth husband is here with me tonight. And, uh, what? Doesn't every alcoholic do that? Well, I'm different? Nah. Anyhow, um... That was my second husband, and we we did. We moved over to Hawaii, and um, of course, I didn't come home. I was out partying the night before the movers came. And let me tell you, when the Navy packs you up, they pack everything inside. They pack the coffee grounds that was in the coffee pot. They packed dirty dishes. They just packed it all. So I wasn't home to take care of things, and. Um, but I remember coming in in the morning. My 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 daughter was oldest, and she was like directing the movers or to do and so forth. <laughs> and the guys that were packing me up were from Hawaii. Okay, and they both said, "Lady, I don't think Hawaii's ready for you." I'm like, I took offense to that, I surely did, you know. But I got over there anyhow, and I continued to drink and get in trouble for. Oh, I don't know. Maybe three or four more years. I can't remember. But I actually got sober over there, and that was after that Holiday Inn in event. And um, prior to that, I had gone to a, I guess it's an outpatient treatment program in uh, San Pedro, while I still live here in California. And I never did stop drinking, but I learned an awful lot about this disease and about recovery and everything. And. You know, when I decided to come in the program, for some reason, he was back there. Like you don't lose knowledge; you never lose knowledge. It was filed back there somewhere. So the stuff that you know you guys were talking about, I'm like, yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and I and I got sober there, and uh, that was in December, and I um, I went to. Cooked my first silver turkey, and my friend Jimmy White, who's not here tonight, this is his favorite part of my story. Okay, the turkey, the silver turkey. Um, So I proceeded to do my turkey and all, and without drinking. Well, every turkey I ever cooked was picture perfect. My ex-husband used to take pictures of it; it was just gorgeous. And this one stuck to the pan. We couldn't get it out, the band was, oh, it was sad. It was sad looking. And sick mind, I said, that's it. That's it. I I, I need to drink because I can't even cook a turkey, right? You know, and this is what our head tells us. You know, this disease is up here. It's not in a glass or a bottle or a cake or anything else or a joint or anything else. It's here. Up here is where the disease is. And I believe I was born an alcoholic. I don't know if everybody was, but I know I was, because when I walked in the classroom in first grade, I immediately felt like I wasn't good enough. I was seven years old. I never felt like I belonged. All those years through school, I just wasn't, I didn't measure up. I didn't measure up in school. I didn't measure up as a den mother, the um the den leader coach, all the other things that I was in, you know, through the years with my children. I did them, but I never felt comfortable doing them. And I didn't know that was low self-esteem. I didn't know what that was. I just thought, something wrong with me. Everybody else seems to be okay, you know. And, um, so anyhow, um... I went to, you know, started going to meetings in, um, in uh, where did I go? Not in Honolulu. I lived in another, Waipahu, over in Hawaii. And um, my husband at the time had gotten orders back to California to um, conquer a naval weapons station. And I remember this as plain as day because I was so naive. Oh my God! I went to the meeting. I was only seven weeks sober. And I said, um, excuse me, is it okay if I take uh, a Valium like before I get on the plane because they never flew sober? And when they got finished laughing, you know, they said, no, you can't do that. However, we will be with you. It was the God-awfulest trip of my life. Oh, my God, it was horrible. But I needed it. You know, I got to where I was supposed to go and, uh, didn't have to drink, you know. And, um, and then I got involved in meetings in where I lived in the Concord area, Pleasant Hill. Where somebody said they thought they knew me. Who was that? From uh, Northern California. And I'm like, maybe so. That was many years ago, but I was there for a long time. And I got emerged into the program. You know, and I, I found out the difference of being on the program and being in the program. A lot of people are on the program, and how it was, you know, told to me by my first sponsor is she, she had these great analogies for everything, which I love. Like, keep it simple, okay, so I can understand it. She said, yeah, picture a big barrel, you know, and you're hanging on the outside of the barrel. You can easily slip off. However, if you're inside of the barrel, it's a little harder to slip out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I understand that. So, um, you know, I'm one of those, thank God, and, and I do thank God, and I have a God today that I found in this program. I never had to go back out and test the waters again. You know, and maybe it's because I did it not when I was out there. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things I forgot. My, my teen girl is here with me tonight. Kat, she's my my DFF. She was actually the first girl I started sponsoring when I moved here um, 15 years ago. And she's still sober. Oh, my God. But um, she usually knows my story better than me. And she's always saying, I have to be there and hold the cue cards up to get up Forget anything. And I'm like, you know, it's no different than what a lot of other people went through. And I found that out too. I'm really not unique. You know, and I also, when I heard the first definition that I heard of, what is an alcoholic? Okay, and of course there's many, 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 many. Have a meeting on that some night. You know, you'll get as many opinions of that as you will people in the room. But the one that stuck for me was, you know, someone with an inferiority complex. You well, know, that ain't me. Yeah, an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. That's it. Yeah. And that was me. That was me. I was an egomaniac. You know, and I still have a little touch of that at times. You know, but I don't have the inferiority complex today. Thank God that he took that away. Um, he did take the gods the desire to drink from me immediately. And I have never had a thought of another dream since. I don't know why. You know, I can say, oh, it was my sponsor. Oh, it was the, you know people I hung around with. Oh, no, it was just that the, I was the one. That's all. You know, you're just the one. You're the one that has to go back out. You're the one that stays. Who knows why? And what's neat today is that it doesn't matter why. Nothing matters. The why's are not even there. I used to ask, why am I an alcoholic? Why am I an alcoholic? And my sponsor said, well, if I could give you an, a reason for that that it would satisfy you, would it change where you're at? Well, Would you really like to go home and think about that? I didn't quite get that. And finally I called her. I said, oh, I mean, I'd still be an alcoholic. I'd still be here. Okay, I get it, you know. And, um... I just stuck with what the things that you guys told me I had to do, you know, and for me, it, it, I had to do it all. I tried skipping around. I tried, I think I'll work the steps and not go to meetings. I think I'll call my sponsor and not work the steps. I think I'll just do, I did two-stepping for a while. I'm an alcoholic, now let me help you, you know. I did a lot of, a lot of things like that, and... For me, the only thing that truly, truly worked, not up here, but down here where it counts in my heart, okay, was the package. Get a sponsor. First of all, get a higher power. Get a sponsor. Go to meetings. Read the big book. You know, do the steps. All of that. Help others. You know, And I started doing all that, and by God, I found out I liked it after a while. Go see here. Me, the party girl, like helping other people? That's different, you know. But I did it long enough to like it. Like, on my message recorder, you know, I, I say, don't quit before the miracle. And I truly, truly believe that. Because if I had quit so many times during these years, you know, and it's like right around the corner was another miracle. I'm like, oh, God, I'm glad I didn't quit, you know. And I did, um, in sobriety, what I did when I was drinking, and that was I snagged me a man right away, and that's actually 13 at me, and, um... But I was going to divorce the husband anyhow, you know. But they told me I had to wait till one year. So the day after my one-year birthday, I went down and filed. And I divorced him and married this other man. He had six years, six years, I think, in the program, and I had like eight weeks, something like that. And it was a great learning experience. You know, I can't say that I'm sorry about that because I learned so much from that man and from that experience and but it wasn't meant to be either you know but what i did through that was grow up and i started hanging with the women it's like you want me to do what a women's meeting i don't think so i really don't think so women are not for me well she said you'll you go or you get yourself another sponsor and by the way i still have that sponsor today and uh, I said, oh, okay. So I went first couple of weeks and didn't say anything. And finally, I'd had it with the eitc I almost, almost forgot I was being gay. And uh, anyhow, I'd had it with them. You know, know-it-all and, and all that stuff. And I just, I, I stood up and I just screamed, you are all blankety-blankety-blankety-blank. I don't believe anything you say. you're all lying, blankety-blank, and I don't want to be here. Well, the whole room stood up and started clapping. I'm like, oh my God. But you know what? That was the first night I went to dinner with them. That was the first, I, I, I don't know, the first night I actually took the invitation and went to dinner with them, and I had been with the women ever since. You know, there's a saying in the rooms, and I'm sure you all know it, you know, women stick with women, men stick with men. And ladies, it is so true, the men will gladly pat your butt, and women will save your butt. You know, in that case. He wasn't very good, I didn't hurt. Anyhow, um, you know, i stayed with the women ever since, and I have had more fun in this recovery world of mine that I ever had when I was out there drinking. And and it's so strange. My home group is Rule 62 over in Hanford. And you guys, I don't know if you like it or not, it's totally obnoxious. There's cross There's there's all kinds of stuff goes on in that room. And we love it. Okay? We have a business meeting, somebody complains about it, they're voted down, okay, it's still like that, you know. Um, But but I have to enjoy life, because I enjoyed life when I was out there, you know, and if I wasn't enjoying what I have today, I wouldn't be here, it's just that simple. I would be back out there looking for the excitement, and the adventure, and the challenge. I get all of those in here. The very reason I drank was to avoid a couple of things: commitment, responsibility, and what's that other one? can I can't remember? Nah, yeah, discipline. That's it: commitment, responsibility, and discipline. I drank to avoid those things. Just to set me free in recovery. Discipline, commitment, and responsibility. If that that is not weird, I don't know what is. But I, I, you know, I've had the joy, I've had the the pleasure in this program to make amends with all my children. Um, A couple of them actually speak to me, and a couple still don't. They have, whatever they've got going on from their past is not my problem today. I have made my amends, you know, and if they want to stay away from me, That's their problem, not mine. They have the problem today. They need to find some way of dealing with their past. That's the bottom line. I'm not responsible for it, you know. I have one boy with me tonight, Don. And um, he's in the program also, which is awesome. We have another son, Michael, who lives in Hawaii. He's got 18 years in the program. You know, and... um, you know, it's not a program of, it's a program of attraction. Attraction, that's it. You know, you, you gotta walk your talk around here. You gotta, and I used to say, alright, who are the winners? I was told, to stick with the winners. Well, who are they? I was taught to go out after the meeting. To the to meeting after the meeting and have coffee and socialize with the people. There you will find the winners. Anybody can sound good in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. The book is not that hard to memorize. Anybody can sound good in here. But see what they're like outside socially. You'll know who the winners are. And those are the ones I stuck with. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, like I said, I, I do have a good relationship with a wonderful relationship with my daughter today. And that was a change for many, many years. I have a good relationship with my grandchildren, and um, it's just, it's, it's a life I never thought could be possible. I always dreamed of belonging to a prestigious organization when I was drinking, and by God, I do. Isn't that amazing? I do belong to a very prestigious organization today called Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and, and, I don't know, it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing not to have to do the things that you did before that got you in trouble. So much freedom. There's so much freedom. You know, bless his heart, my God. You know, and my God, excuse me, I'm not a religious person, I don't go to church. (gasps) Oh, my God. Okay, I'm a spiritual person. And my God is the spirit of the universe. And he takes care of me. But I'm still open-minded enough, you know, that if all my needs are not being met in Alcoholics Anonymous, I will certainly go out there and try some churches and try some other avenues. But it hasn't happened yet. So um, my, all my needs are being met right now. I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, and, and a lot of the girls I sponsor are not here tonight. And the reason for that is because I raised them up right. Okay? I raised them up to be independent. I raised them to believe that no is a complete sentence. I raised them to, to uh, honor their commitments. You know, I raised them to do what they need to do. And that's what they're doing tonight, damn it. You know, but that's the way I raised them. You know, and, and, and I do respond to a lot of girls. And I get more joy and more from them than they get from me ever. And it's, it's really amazing because most of them are, have been done with their steps a long, long time. So we've become friends. So we've become friends, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing, you know. Um, I'm really, really grateful to be here tonight. I do miss... Some of my like you guys, you guys were probably hearing heard my little son a few months ago and he's in San Diego now but um but then then along comes there was another husband in there too but I don't hardly you know I don't count him because um you know in a blackout I went to Juarez Mexico and married him and forgot that I was already married okay. And then the divorce papers were in Spanish, so I don't know if I'm divorced or not. But I've had two husbands since, so, you know. And uh, and then I met my husband when I was almost nine years sober. I had an opportunity to go back to Hawaii again um, after I got sober there. And um, it's like I was so, so cool with being by myself. I loved being alone with me. I began a relationship with God, a love affair, as you will, with my higher power that was better than any love affair I ever had in my life, and I still have that today. And I remember on my knees one morning saying, God, I'm so okay by myself. It's okay if I never have another significant other in my life. Along comes a big bear on a Harley. Oh, Okay, you know. But the neat thing about this was, uh, also, let me backtrack a minute. I've had the opportunity in sobriety also to start actually two clean and silver clubs. One was in Hawaii, and um, we were having a picnic, if you will, on the beach, you know, and everything. And and, uh, along comes this dude on his Harley with the rest of the dudes. They, they uh, rode for a fifth chapter motorcycle club. And, uh, you know, it was really funny because I really did have to go back to my house. I forgot the little gifts for the kids, for the games. And my car was blocked in because I was there at 5 a.m. in the morning. So I go up. And we've we known each other for five years. You know, folks, that's the way to go. That is the way to go. Be friends first. Because it's the first time I ever did. And we had known each other for five years and been friends. And I said, will you take me for a ride up to the house? I need to get, you know. And he took one look at me. And he said, well, I don't usually pack people like that. Of course, I had my uniform of the day on, which was a bikini, you know. And I said, well, it's not very far. Well, he takes me up. I get the stuff. And on the way back, he asked if I was dating anybody seriously. And I'm like,
1: think about that
0: because, uh, no, I wasn't, but I never looked at him that way. He was just a friend, you know. And uh anyhow, to make a long story short, we started. No, it's not. I still got ten more minutes, I up, so, At least five. Anyhow, but I like that. I like he stole that from me. But anyhow, um, you know, we, we did... We did go together, and we did. Um, we were involved in that club together, and as well as the program and the GSR and the district, and you know all that stuff. And and um, I don't want to go back to all that again. You know, it's, it's I don't like controversy anymore. Isn't that something? I don't like all the crap that goes on. It's the the political stuff anymore. And my son used to live for that. I loved it. You know. But anyhow, we got married on the beach in Hawaii in 1991. My fact Don was Bear's best man. And my husband's name is Bear, by the way. As he, When he stands up, you'll see why. But, um, you know, in that marriage, um, and we've been married, we'll be 19 years in June. We've been together actually 23. But the fact of the matter is that You know, we don't... The big book tells us we do not know how to do relationships. We don't. You know, we either have to be the underdog or the big star. We don't know how to just be. The balance is what we don't know, okay? And through these years of, of being married, I mean, I wanted to quit so many times. He wanted to quit so many times. We were apart for a while, a couple times. But... Today, we look at each other and go, come on, I'm glad we didn't quickly before the miracle. Because what happens is you grow up. If you just can stick in long enough to wait for that miracle, okay, you grow up biologically and, and you get older and you mellow. You know, that's just a natural process. And then the longer you're around the program... That kind of mellows out, too. Things just become not that important anymore. You you learn to take your battles. You learn to do other things, you know, rather than fight. You know, and, and we learn all these things that I didn't think I was going to learn. I just thought I was going to quit drinking. You know, as a matter of fact, they told me I had to quit drinking when I came here because I just came here to make the pain go away. And they said, okay, first thing you have to do is quit drinking. Why? What's that got to do with it? it? took me a few months to put that together. You know, that my pain came from my drinking. You know, but today is a wonderful, wonderful life. You know, there's nothing that I want. There's nothing that I need. You know, God has provided everything I need. And he continues to do so if I get myself out of the way. Every time I get in there and think, I can handle it. Is that my timer? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought, every time I think I can handle it, I do, because he lets me. See, because the one thing God gave us is, Free will. Oh, what a bummer. And what we did with that, you know, what we did with that. So I just think he had it now. Because i don't do good with my free will. You know, not all the time anyhow, but I do still have free will, but I consult him first. You know, I pray on things first, and then I can make my own decision, you know, based on my gut, not based on here, based on my gut. You know, we are very intelligent people, very, very above average intelligence. This is up here. But the knowledge that we've got, the knowledge that I thought when I came in here and I'm still getting I'm still learning you know the longest journey is to get it from here to here where you live in gut. you know um I don't know really what happy means I guess I'm happy I mean look up these words in the dictionary well, what does that mean I guess I'm happy I guess I'm contented. I guess I'm I don't know I know I'm God's kid. That's what I know. And I know that he's not finished with me yet. You know? And um, the one thing that... You know, if if you guys are struggling, newcomers are struggling, just my thing is by time. No matter what you have to do. You know, I came to me sniveling, whining, crying, screaming because I didn't want to be here. I called my sponsor, every name in the book, but I called her. <laughs> and she didn't care. You know, so if you same thing. just pick up that phone that weighs 500 pounds. it will get lighter every time you pick it up. But those are the things that, that kept me here. You know, I just didn't quit. And I'm really, really glad. Come December 1st this year, I'll celebrate 32 years of continuous sobriety. <laughs> did anything for that long in my entire life. So this really is a miracle, you know. And I'm going to close now by saying that, you know, I don't like everyone in this program, but I certainly love everyone
1: and, and in
0: here. You know, and I have a choice of those I don't like to hang around, I don't hang around. doesn't mean I can't still be nice and kind to them. You know. So, Whatever I do today, I try to come from the side of love. But I'm definitely going to stay around. I'm staying here because it truly does get greater labor. Thank you very much.